What is up, guys? Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Lisa. And I'm Eric. And welcome to the Music Matters Media Podcast. Hope everybody is doing well out there. I am super amped on today's episode. We are going to be speaking with Jesse Perez, who is a blues rock singer, and he has an extremely soulful voice. I think he's an incredible talent, and I really think that he is the male version of Amy Winehouse. It's quite a bold statement you're making. I know that's an incredibly bold statement to make, but it's one that I'm willing to vouch for because I think that Jesse has an outstanding talent and I think that he is going to go very far and do great things musically and with his band called Queens County Roots, which we will also be talking about in today's episode. But before we can get into all of that, we have our listener segment for our listeners all around the world, top three countries of each week. So let's get into this week. You ready, Eric? Ready. Coming in at number three, we have... Mexico, welcome back to the top three. Nice, it's been a while. It has been a while. Welcome back, Mexico. Glad to have you. Thank you for making our top three this week. Coming in at number two, we have Brazil. Nice, nice to see them again. And coming in at number one, United Kingdom. Oh man, you guys are so great. I love you guys so much, man. So there you have it, guys. That's our top three of this week. Mexico at number three, number two, Brazil, and number one, the United Kingdom. Thank you so much to those countries for really pulling through this week and making it to our top three. And thank you to everybody all around the world for listening to us and clicking play on our podcast. It is so dearly appreciated from the both of us. We sincerely thank you so much. And guys, if you want to make it into our top three next week, all you have to do is share this podcast with your friends, with your family, with any loved ones you may have, and we could be shouting you out next. All right, guys, so without further ado, here is our interview with Jesse Perez from the band Queens County Roots. I hope you all enjoy. Hi, Jesse. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Good. You are on now with Lisa and Eric. Hey, man. Hi, Lisa and Eric. Thank you guys for having me on. No problem. No problem. Can you do me a favor and introduce yourself for our listeners, please? Yes, my name is Jesse Perez, and I'm a singer. And how would you describe your sound? My sound would be very soul, uh, mixed with blues, um, maybe a touch of R&B in there. Uh, which probably be the best way I can describe it. I read that you are a classically trained pianist as well. When did you start playing the piano? I am. Uh, when I was very young, actually. Um, 
I was home and my parents had found this flyer in, in the mud outside of this piano teacher. I was about six years old and all I wanted to do was play the piano. And we called this guy up and he was my teacher for the next 10 years. And I've been playing ever since. Yeah, I don't play as much classical anymore as I would like, but um, I took it very far in, in uh, back home in Canada. We have something called the Royal Conservatory of Music and it's like a grading system. And so I took it up to uh, right before my ARCT, which is like your bachelor's. And when did you start singing? When did singing become a part of the mix? Probably around that time, too. I always had music in my blood. Uh, it's just the way I was wired. And, uh, yeah, I started singing when I was really young. I always took a liking to any form of music. Uh, I did a lot of music theater when I was younger. And uh, probably when I, was around, when I was around 10, I kind of knew that I really, really liked singing. Growing up, who were some of your musical influences? What kind of music did you listen to? Oh, man. Um, so There's so much good music out there. Um, if I had to... The thing is, I listen to many different kinds of music, but in terms of my musical inspiration, I mean, I can list off a few for sure, like, you know, B.B. King, Amy Winehouse, Al Green, Bill Withers, Etta James, uh, Otis Redding, Aretha Franklin, like those type of people I love to listen to because I connect with that element of soul music. I think it's so funny that you mentioned Amy Winehouse because while I was sitting and talking with Eric, I was discussing with him how I found you, which is through your cousin's app on 4Bar when you were doing clips to help him promote his app. Yes. And I was literally saying to Eric this guy is an extremely talented artist, and he reminds me of the male version of Amy Winehouse. Ah, uh, you did not just say that. Thank you. That's such a nice compliment. I really appreciate that. She she did say that. Yeah, I love her music. It was actually her uh, her anniversary of her death yesterday, so I was listening to a lot of her music yesterday. Have you ever thought of perhaps maybe doing some covers of some of her famous songs? I, you know, I was just talking to someone about that yesterday because right now on my Instagram I have a lot of original stuff, but I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to do some covers for sure, and I'm definitely Amy will be thrown into the mix of that. Like I said previously, I found you through your cousin on 4Bar. Did you help him in any way with the creation of the app? No, that was all them. I mean... Um, uh, Josh was the one that came up with the idea, and um, and his brother Mitch, uh, have, they've been working on it together to really bring out the potential of this app. But that was all them. I think I think it's such a brilliant app. I mean, um, I can say about it for sure. Like it helped my. I was going through like writer's block, and just the idea of the app. Like you have four bars of music. And it's just a little snippet of who you are as an artist. But, you know, it's not like someone's telling you to sit down and write a whole song or even write a whole chorus. It's like, here's four bars of music. Do whatever you want on it. And, and you know, do little bits at a time. And that's how you can showcase yourself as an artist. But I think the idea is so brilliant. I know that you and your cousin Josh both have a background in music. Can we expect any collaboration between you two with his rapping and your singing sometime in the future? You know what? On the four bar, uh, there actually is some collaboration with us. Um, 
I'm hoping to, though. Uh, it's always been talked about, for sure. Uh, but I'm sure it'll happen eventually. I mean, our both of our minds just work like that. We're always we're always gearing towards the next thing and and coming up with new ideas. So it, it's bound to happen eventually. I know you two are both very creative people, and something that really touched me was his music video for the song "Hero" that he wrote, that you were also yeah. a part of, that you were featured in. Can you talk about the making of that video and a little bit about your own personal journey? Of course, yeah. So um, the video "Hero" was uh, was a rap song by Yosh, and um, it came to me at a very crucial time in my life. I actually we worked on the video together, um, and and I basically the story is of someone, and that someone is me, who had a downfall with drugs in their life, and. Uh, and so I had first heard the song that he had sent me. I was on the subway back home in Toronto. And uh, and I originally, the email came through and I only saw the lyrics. And so I read through the lyrics and it was very powerful. And I was sitting on the subway and I was really, you know, starting to get emotional. And then later I found the song was in the email that he had already made. And after reading the lyrics and then, you know, hearing it put to music, really affected me um and i think that really speaks to the power of music for sure i mean i i really struggled with drugs for a few years um specifically heroin and uh and it was really it was really uh you know it really defined me as a person for a long time i would wake up and i would get high and i would do that until i went to bed and I would get up in the middle of the night and continue. And it was just like this rapid downward spiral. And um, it was very hard to bring myself out of that. It was going on for um, definitely a few years of just being lost and not knowing where to go. And I thought that my answers were in drugs, but really my answer was in sobriety. And uh, when I was, I want to get this right, when I was 20 or maybe 21, I think it was 20. I've been sober now for almost two and a half years. Congratulations. Uh, clean and yeah. sober. Thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been such an incredible journey being sober. Um, I recommend it to anyone. It really it really changed my life for the better, and I'm, I'm a very different person because of it today. But I found that, you know, through the process of, of addiction, I lost everything that, you know, that I've been talking about to you, about music, about my drive in life. Uh, you know, my friend circle, my family, like everything was starting to crumble away because I was very one track mind. And I lost all that passion and that creativity that is, that is so, that is so dear to me today. And um, so, yeah, I decided to make the decision to get sober. And it was very difficult at first. Uh, it didn't, it didn't happen over one try. I, I relapsed a bunch of times. I went into treatment. Uh, like to rehab three times, got kicked out of all of them. Um, was just things were just not going very well, and uh, and then I, you know, it actually happened. Uh, I'll go into this. This is this gets a little more sad, but um, my my grandmother, who was very dear to me, had had passed away. Um, oh, I'm so sorry. Time, so sorry for your loss. Yeah, it was. Thank you. Yeah, it was very. It was very sad, and and. You know, it really, it really shook up my family, and, and 
she had been fighting cancer for about four years. And uh, when she was originally diagnosed, they said that she was only going to have, you know, a couple months to live. And she ended up living four more years, and, and that was a blessing in itself. But when she did pass, it was in a very bad time for me, uh, addiction-wise. And I remember going out to Montreal. We had a, a little memorial service for her, and I was high, and I was withdrawing, and I was all over the place. And it just, you know, got me thinking that for one moment in my life, I had to be present. I wasn't able to do that. And that really made the switch for me. And uh, and so I, I got sober, and I, I got my, my stuff together, all my marbles, and... It was difficult at first, but I can confidently say that I'm a totally different person because of it today, and it really makes you stronger as a person. And like today, you know, I don't have, I don't have any escape or any any voids. You know, like I am who I am all the time because I'm never under the influence, and and it's great because you know I thought that I was never going to find inspiration again. I, I think a lot of at least me as an artist before I thought that most of my inspiration was going to come from getting high because, you know, that's what I had heard some of the greats did. And, uh, and that's where they pulled their inspiration from. And so I was nervous when I got sober, I wasn't going to have any more of that inspiration. And it really came back tenfold. Like my mind doesn't stop now. There's always, uh, I look at everything to be art and I look at everything to be, you know, perfect with its imperfections and, and the way that it is. And I, and I embrace it and, uh, yeah, it's, it's really, you know, I'm so grateful to be sober and alive and, and making music. I mean, I'm really, I'm doing everything in my life that makes me happy. What is it about music specifically that has helped you through the sobriety process? It almost, yeah, this is going to sound weird, but hear me out. <laughs> it's almost, uh, I, you get the kind of same feeling, you know, what, drugs I would do when I was happy, when I was sad, when I was tired, it would make me feel a certain way. And, um, and it would, it's almost as an escape. Uh, I mean, music is almost the same escape as that in the, in the way that, you know, I, music for me affects me very much and I listen to it all the time. You know, I always, I always am searching new music i got my headphones in i'm i'm you know going through albums and stuff and uh and it just really affects you it takes you out of your present moment and you're living in in this form of art it's a different kind of escape uh, yeah totally a more healthy kind (laughs) um but yeah so it's uh yeah it it really really affects me and i and i love how i see it affect other people also you know, and that it just speaks to the power of, of what it can do to people. That's why, for me, I want to be involved in it. Because if I if I can make something, you know, that I put my my time and love and care and precision and and hours of work into, and it, and I can see it affect people, you know, that's why. I, like even when you guys reached out to me, I it, it made me feel a certain way because because of all those things and, and for someone to reach out and say they appreciate what you do and, and it affects them, that's, you know, as an artist, what I live for. Well, we are so glad that you are alive and well and present and that you are able to make it onto our podcast today. We greatly appreciate you doing this. Thank you so much.
And for the music video, um, going back to that for a minute, did you did you film that video in the midst of everything that was going on, or that was after the sobriety recovery process? That was very shortly after I got sober. So everything and was still fresh. It, yeah, it, it was still fresh, and it was difficult to film because, you know, if, if you see in the video, especially like the subtle things, there's, you know, empty alcohol bottles around, there's needles, there's spoons, there's, there's all these things that I was involved with, and to have it as almost as if I was, like, replaying it again in my life, so that, that was, it was a very difficult process to film, um, and, and it was highly emotional, and we were in, we were in my, uh, their basement, and it was kind of like, you know, this weird scene from the past. But we really wanted to make it as authentic and raw as possible in order to get the message across that this is real. And in his lyrics, when he is rapping about your hypothetical death, when you read those for the first time, like you said on the subway, did that really click and hit hard for you? That is what exactly I was referring to, yeah, when when I said it, it got me emotional. I mean, my family was so worried about me because they just didn't know... You know, you just don't know with these things. You're playing with fire, and, and it could go either way. And I was young. I mean, like, I was I was under 20, and that's way too early to to pass on. But uh, but I remember reading that, and my family reading that, and everyone was just like really crying. And and especially when we did the video, and it all came together, we had like a little viewing everyone, and especially when it got to that part, you know, the emotions and the and the tears started to run. Today, how do they feel about you getting back into the music scene and putting your art out there and performing? Uh, it's You know, the support has been so nice. I really couldn't do it without my family. You know, they've all been, they've all been so supportive and loving and, and really pushing me to chase my dreams and go for my goals in life and do what makes me happy. And, um, and... You know, they've been with me every step of the way, and I'm eternally grateful for all of them. But, yeah, they're, they're so happy that I'm doing this. And uh, uh, my band's actually in the studio right now, and so we yesterday we just not finished, but I laid down the vocals for the first song. Um, it actually, the song is very is similar in a way to Hero, uh, where it talks about someone giving up their potential uh, because they lost it to drugs and alcohol, but... Um, yeah, I had I had showed my mom yesterday, and we were on we were on Facetime because she's back home in Toronto, and and she was so overly joyed and and got a, you know emotional again because because it, it's you know we don't take these things for granted like I was given a second chance in life and uh, and I'm really trying to make the most of it every single day and I'm you know I be I'm a good person and I try to do good things and. And I and I follow my my heart and and it really you know it makes people happy that I'm doing that. I love that and I love to hear that. I'm so glad to hear that. Do you have a message that you would like to give people that may be in your position right now or that were in your position that are listening right now? There's so much that I want to say. I mean, I could really go on forever about it. The main thing is is that you know you really don't you don't get. You rarely get second chances in life. And if there is something that you want to do, 
you have to go for it. You know, there's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, if I didn't, if I didn't follow what I wanted to do in life, it wouldn't be worth it. It would be a waste of time. You know, I have to, I have to only do what's true to me, what I like to do, and and that's how I'm going to be able to get the full joy out of life. And you know, I mean. The music industry specifically is difficult. It's a very, it's a tight industry. It's cutthroat. It, you know, it's it's lots of hours, and and you know, despite what people think, it's not very glamorous. But I I make music because it makes me happy. Because when I when I like when I'm in the studio right now, and when I'm playing live shows, especially like I am singing my heart out. You know, like I'm giving it everything I got, and that's when I know that I'm at the peak of my happiness. Because you have that passion for it. Because I have such a passion for it, yeah. I mean, and and the thing too, like, so I have two passions. I have my music and I have cooking. And I didn't want to do something like go to school and, and work, you know, in an office job. Because that's just not me. You know, for a lot of people, that's what they like to do. And they can do it. And they can do it well. Um, but I, I couldn't do that because it just, that's not the way I'm wired. So I had to sit down and be like, what is true to me? What do I like to do? How do I want to spend my time on this earth? And how do I want to, you know, what, what's the legacy that I want to live behind is that I was always true to myself. And I know you are originally from Canada and now you yeah, are, yes, Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> and now you are current, you currently reside in New York. When did you decide to move to New York and why? So yes, I live, I live here in Brooklyn, New York. Um, I'm loving every second of it, having the time of my life. Uh, I originally made the decision to move out here officially, I think, in February or March of this year. Um, I just moved out here like a few months ago. I moved out here in, on April 20th. And um, best decision I ever made. Um, I, I moved out here to go to culinary school because I've been working as a cook for a few years. And, you know, it's, it's something else that I love to do. And I figured if I went to school for it, I would learn how to do it really well. And so I originally came out here for that. And, um, and you know, what's cool about that, too, is that I'm, in, I'm still in culinary school right now. And I my GPA is like 3.95. Wow, that's, four, which that's is, amazing. Which is great. Because I'll tell you, like, before, I was not a very good student because I wasn't doing what I was passionate about. You know, like, when, especially when I was in high school, I was getting, like, 60s, maybe. Um, so, you know, now that, I'm, now that I'm out here doing what I love to do, I, I see the good results of it. But, so, I, I moved out here a few months ago for cooking school. I found um, this band called Queens County Roots, and they are uh, a blues rock band. And, uh, and so, we had been talking when I was back in Toronto and I, I really, you know, I've always wanted to be involved with a band. I never was involved with a band before. Um, I was doing like little solo stuff, but it was, it was such a, it's been such a great experience working with them. And uh, yeah, so I moved here on April 20th. I had like a little audition with them on that Sunday. And we've been making music ever since. And we play shows around Manhattan and Queens and Brooklyn. And uh, we're in the in the middle right now of making our first studio album. Um, well, they've made albums before, but this is my first album. And as Queens County Roots, it's their first album. And uh, it's just been it's been such a blessing 
doing music with them. I mean, they're so talented, all of them. Um, it's it's really it's really exactly where I want to be doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. So your band, Queens County Roots. What is the meaning yeah. behind the name, and why Queens? <laughs> well, um, it's it's very funny that you asked that. Uh, Queens County Roots because uh, it basically means that we're from Queens. Is is what that means. Um, our bassist is from Queens, and our um, and our guitarist is living in Queens now, um, but he's originally from Atlanta, Georgia. And then the drummer is actually from Vancouver, Canada, and I'm from Toronto, Canada. So you guys are a so, mixed bag. Uh, <laughs> so we had, so we came really from all over. Um, but I, you know, we really like Queens County roots, and we don't want to change it. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so that's that's basically what it means. But I'm happy that we have you know one person that is from Queens. <laughs> that makes it really authentic. But but for real though, because. Uh, the guitarist, because he's living in Queens, and I mean, he's been there forever now, and uh, and the bassist, they were the ones who originally started the band, and that's why they called it Queens County Roots. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but we have you on lead vocals, and then we have the original members, which are Marlon Hurt on guitar and vocals. Yes. We have Alex and... Alex Fedro, yeah. Fedro on bass, and Chris Glover on drums. Yes, you got it. And also, uh, Marlon Hurt is the lyricist. And I know your band has been through some lineup changes over the years, considering they've been active since 2010. So why did you guys decide to depart with your previous female vocalist? Um, she actually got a job at Google in San, Fran San Francisco, I believe. Wow. Okay. That's different. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, 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 totally. So, uh, so uh, she, she had to leave. Um, but, I mean, we're still on... We're, like, everyone is still on very good terms. I mean, especially when you're, you know, we meet up twice a week, and, and they were together for, uh, like, she was a singer there for a while. So you really, you know, it's 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 not like a band. It's more like a family. So, yeah, I mean, and I actually, I had met her. She came to our last show, which was at uh, Single Cut in here in Queens. Um, but, uh, yeah, really, really sweet girl. I really like her and uh, very talented, too. And as you said before, you guys currently have two songs that are that were previously released singles in 2017 called Promise and Hope and Vintage. So Yes, you can find those on Spotify. Yes. So how do you think the music you are creating now separates itself from those previous releases other than the different vocals? That's a good question. Um, it is different. It's very different. I mean, I would say that Promise and Hope is definitely more of a poppy tune um and vintage i mean the thing too is that when you switch vocalist the whole band the whole sound of the band changes and me and her as i mean we do have similar styles of singing but it sounds very very different everything now um and uh and she brings a certain style to it and i bring a different style to it so uh the music that we're creating now it's definitely Versatile would be would be the best way to describe it. I mean, the, it, in the album that we have, we have uh, eleven songs, and it's based blues rock. I mean, that's that's the base of it all. But it's really, uh, you know, we have we have an acoustic, we have a very acoustic song. We have a very like we have a tango on there. We have 
you know, a really hard rock one. We have a straight blues one. Um, we have ones that are more poppy. We have ones that are more mellow. Like, it's, it's really showcasing who we are as a band and what we're capable of. And I know that you're in the studio working on this album currently. So can, yes. you, can you talk about what your writing and recording process is like? Arlen Hurd is the writer. He, I mean, I've never seen someone write so much music. This, and it's so good, all of it, too. I mean, we, he brings us new stuff all the time. And uh, he takes inspiration from, you know, different stories around the world. Um, uh, actually, the one, um, Evil Love, which I had sent to you, I had not heard of this before, but he was telling me the story that he had heard in the news about. It was a terrible story about uh, these guys who weren't, um, I don't know if I can say this, I'm going to say it anyways, they weren't getting laid. And so they would go and kill a bunch of women. And I don't know if you guys have heard the story. I had not heard of this before, but this was so shocking to me. No, I've never uh, heard of it, actually. Even, yeah, I, I don't remember. I wish I remembered the title of what it was called, but a really, really terrible story. And just really, you know, it just it makes me anxious and, and depressed about humanity that that is what people do. Um, but it's basically from that point of view, you know, and it's like, it's these things that are very, that are very raw. It almost makes people uncomfortable. Um, you know, going back to the power of music and how how it can affect people in certain ways. Like when I had heard this song originally that he had that he had written, and we went through it, I was like a little bit taken back by it. Um, now we're not promoting it in any way. We're actually that's why we called it Evil Love is because you know we want to portray the evilness of these people. So it, it's. That's basically the story about it. Um, back to your other question. So, so my process in the studio, you know, I do that with all the songs. I, I go through them. I want to know the full story of them and, and how I can connect with it and make it my own. And, uh, and I will rehearse it, you know, for so long, just like by myself. I mean, I, I, I have this pattern of doing this. I mean, when I was back home in Toronto, um, I was making covers on GarageBand, and I ended up with like 350 covers. Wow. So, yeah, I really, I mean, I would work on it every single day for like hours on end. I would go to work for like 10 to 12 hours, come home, work on music for another four to five hours. Because like after a point in time, I, you just can't sing anymore. Your voice starts to hurt. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so when I'm going into the studio, like I map out every single line you know, I want to. I want to make sure I know where it's important to breathe, where I'm gonna take it. I work on my runs. Um, I work on. I work on the whole performance of it because. Not yeah, because only, you you have a a huge part in bringing that song to life. Yes, and that, I mean, and I I'm really grateful for this band too. That you know, they give me so much like positive reinforcement, and they really trust my my artistic decision especially with the melody. Um, so it's great. I mean, like, he, Marlon gives me a song with the lyrics, and he gives me the melody for it also, and then it's kind of like, you know, bring this to life and, and, and put your touch on it, is what he said once. And I really like that because, you know, everyone's unique. Everyone has their different way of, of bringing things to life. And, uh... And so, yeah, I mean, it, it's great. I'll, I'll take a song and I'll sit with it. And I'm like, how can I make this my own? How can I make this the best possible version that it can be? 
it's interesting because when I'm practicing at home, you know, I have it all in my head, what it's going to sound like. And then I go into the studio and the way that I am as a singer, I never do anything the same twice. It, it doesn't make sense to me. So I'll do five different takes and, you know, some of it sounds very different, but like once in a while, you know, something, you know, I'll drop a line and, and it'll come out really nicely. And I'm like, that's the way I want to do it. You know, so it's, it's really about, you know, my creative process is I have to give out all my options to myself and what exactly can I do with this song and then take it back and refine it once I figure that out. It seems like you guys are really setting yourselves apart lyrically from other blues rock bands uh, based on what you said the, the song is about. I mean, it's funny too, I'll be honest. He, his lyrics are very sophisticated and I was even reading some of it at first and I'm like I don't know what that means <laughs> and, and so he would like explain it to me but um, but you know he just he brings this unbelievable sophistication to the lyrics and I think that's really what sets us apart I, and I really love that because um, you know hearing you talk about the idea for that specific song it actually reminds me of uh, Midnight Rambler by the Rolling Stones and okay yeah 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 because that song is <laughs> About, it's about the Boston Strangler, so I thought, wow, okay, these guys are kind of going back to that style. That's really awesome. Yeah, and you know what, it's just, I mean, a lot of it too is giving respect to the greats like that, because, you know, I find that they weren't, you know, a lot of people are not talking about, about the same old things, you know, you have to make it interesting, you have to make it, you know, really take people by surprise. And it might not be it might not be obvious at first, you know. But when you get to know the story and like the reasoning behind the song, the reaction that you want is like, "Wow, that's crazy." Do you guys have a release date yet for the album, and do you have a name for it yet? <laughs> um, I don't know if I can say the name, but we don't have a release date. Uh, I'm we're hoping that it's going to be. I don't even know when it's going to be. Probably. Beginning of September. Okay, um, so right around the corner. Right around the corner, yeah. It's coming up, and uh, I'm, I'm so stoked about it. I mean, this process has been crazy. Like, I, I was such an amateur singer, like, a few months ago even, and I really, really worked my butt off in order to get to a place where I could, you know, sing in front of people and be in a band and sound professional. And, like... I, yeah, I, I mean, I spent, like, so many hours doing covers in my basement, and um, my Aunt Roz was very, like, a really big part of, of, you know, why my technique has improved so much today. Like, I would send her so many covers, and she would take the time to, like, go through them with me and pick out little points of, you know, this note was flat, or this was pitchy, or you lost your breath on this one, little things like that, and it got me to analyze myself as a singer. And, um, and yeah, so this, I mean, it's crazy how fast this all happened because this was just a few months ago and now I'm like singing in a, in a really, really good blues rock band and we're like making an album and playing shows in New York. And, uh, so it's, it's just been a crazy process. I've never been into the studio before, so that's also been really crazy. Uh, just like, I, I, you know. And I really don't take these things for granted. I, I count my blessings. I'm so gra- so grateful for this opportunity. Um, you know, I wouldn't change it for anything. 
I know you guys are playing a few shows between August and September. You're playing one in the city, one in Brooklyn, and one in Astoria, Queens. What about playing shows excites you personally? Oh, I love playing shows. It's so much fun. I mean, you have people there who don't know you, and, like, when you start playing, they're just, like, staring at you. Like, they're so into it. And, uh, and you know, we've had, we've had like, especially when, when I started gigging with them, um, I was really nervous to play shows just because I had never had to entertain a crowd before. Because that's a big part of it, too. I mean, you, you have to be able to talk to the crowd and, and make them, you know, excited or hyped up or whatever you got to do to keep them engaged. And so I would, like, stand in my kitchen and pretend, like, I would work on banter. You know, like, what, what can I say to the crowd that's, that's going to be not sounding lame? And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, now... I love that. I, know, I, love, you know, I love that you practice that. Yeah, you know, I have to be honest about these things because I'm not, like, I'm not some person that was just, like, these things are hard. Like, you know, I, maybe some people are born with it. And I'm sure they are, but like, it's not, it's not, it's a very foreign concept to me. Would you and say I, that you have a different persona when you get on stage versus how you are in your everyday life? Oh, 100%. Not that it's fake. It's not fake. I don't want to like put that image out there. Um, it's just, you get this like weird aura of confidence and like you have to, like you can't, but I still have elements of me. You know, I still say, like, weird things on stage just because <laughs> that's who I am. And and people like that. People like that you're being authentic. But you, I, I speak differently because, because the way that I speak, you know, in my personal life is how I would speak in a conversation. But when you have to entertain a crowd, it's very different. So, um, yeah, but I'm always trying to be, I'm always trying to be myself. But there is... You know, I, the more of the artist comes out on me when I'm on stage, for sure, because that's what people see. Like, you have, you know, if you're in a 40, we played 45-minute sets, and we played three-hour sets. So, the three-hour sets... Three-hour sets? You have, wow. Yeah, yeah, we play. it was two and a half hours, but, it, I mean, it was... And that was actually my very first show that I did with them. Was that intimidating for hours. you? Yes, it was so <laughs> intimidating. Like, I... I didn't know what to say, cause it, and at that time, too, I like I didn't realize that I had to really figure out stage banter, so, like, I was just standing there, and I was like, I don't know what to say right now, and, like, all these people are looking at me, and I'm, like, feeling all awkward and stuff, and, uh, and now, I mean, now, like, now, when we do the longer, like, two-and-a-half-hour sets, it's easy, you know, like, I'm comfortable, and, and, I, and I just say what's on my mind, and and people really like that, but yeah, for it was it was really intimidating at first. Are there any places that you and the band would like to travel to? Yeah, I mean, I I would love to go on tour with them. Um, there's been some talk of it. Uh, I think I, I think we're gonna try to work out something for next spring. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's so many places. Like I I really want to go to Toronto so that I can play. A show to my city. Hometown and, show. Um, hometown show. Represent. Exactly. Uh, it needs to happen for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that we're going to work that out. And uh, and they have some ideas of where we can play. I think there was like 
talk of Philly and Chicago and going down south especially like the thing too is because we're all over the place like it would be cool to play shows for all of our hometowns yes absolutely i love that idea so yeah so hopefully that will happen i would love that so you guys do have plans to go on the road sometime in the near future yes and nothing is actually set in stone i mean it's just an idea right now but um yeah hoping hoping for next spring because you know if when our album drops and we were able to like get some hype on it, then you know people will start knowing about us and, and we can travel to these places and, and people will recognize us. Trust me, Jesse, with your voice, people are going to recognize you. I can tell you that. <laughs> That's nice. Thank you. I re- you know I really I really I really appreciate that. And Jesse, how old are you? I'm 23 years old. 23. So do you have? 23. Do you have any future goals that you would like to accomplish as an artist? Because 23, you're just starting. This is just the beginning for you. <laughs> I know, yeah. It's, uh, it feels like a good age. This is like, you know, it's good because I have the maturity right now. Like, I'm not a kid anymore, but I still, I still have lots of time to do what I want to do. That's a hard question because I, I would love, you know, I would obviously love to build a, follow, a really big following. Um, because right now... You know, I still, I mean, I still have people that, that are into, like, I have, I have people that, that like my music and, and my band, and that's amazing, and they purely know me for that, um, but it's, you know, it would be great to build a following of people, because the more people that I can affect with my music, the more, I don't want to say satisfied, it's not what I'm going for necessarily but like it would be nice to have people like a, you know a big following of people to know your music and be affected by it and listen to it and as an artist that's that's what I would like to achieve because if I if I can touch people with my music and I can and I can make them into it and I can make them excited you know there's there's art there's up and coming artists that I follow that don't have like extremely big followings but when I hear their voice and I hear the music like it, it affects me in a certain way, and I, I just want to do that for people. That's what it's all about, really. Totally, yeah. I mean, I'm, I have no expectations for these things. Uh, I, I mean, I try not to because I can, I can really dream big if I, I mean, like, obviously I have dreams of, like, playing for stadiums and, like, you know, the whole world knows my music, and, and so that's, that's the goal, but that's not necessarily the expectation. So I'm just, you know, I'm just, I, I, I just play life by ear and whatever comes my way. And I don't want to jinx, I mean, I'm not jinxing it, but I've, I've been, you know, I, I'm a really big believer in energy and I, I try to put out the best energy possible. You know, I, I like to, I like to be a nice person. I like to do things for people and, and it makes them, you know, feel good and feel important. And, uh. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. I I really wholeheartedly believe you get what you give. And if you're putting that good energy out into the universe, it's only a matter of time before it comes around back your way, you know? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Um, so, yeah, I mean, hopefully if I keep doing what I've been doing, it's been great. I mean, lately uh, there's been so many good things that have come my way, and I'm, I'm so grateful for it and and all of it was by surprise you know I didn't expect any of it I don't think any of it is owed to me you know I've put in my time I've done my grunt work I've really put in the hours and uh you know it's just a matter of time hopefully until until they keep coming 
Jesse, I really, really love how grounded you are. I think that you should never lose sight <laughs> of uh, being humble never. as you are. Um, I yeah, wanted to stay humble. Very important. Exactly. I wanted to ask you in the future. I know you are doing, you know, music right now with Queens County Roots. But have you ever thought of releasing a solo album? I have, yeah. I mean, at the moment, no. Um, but I'm, I mean, I'm sure it's gonna happen eventually. You know, it's something that it's something that I love to do, and I'm gonna do it in as many forms as possible. You know, like I'm, I'm not gonna stop until I have all my bucket list of music crossed off, and even then, some. Like even when I. Even if I cross them all off, I'm, I'm still going to continue it because it, it just, like, it's exactly what I need in my life. Who would be your ideal collaboration? Who would you love to work with? Oh, oh, well, I don't know. Um, you're saying, like, in, in big artists today? Yes. I have a few. I mean, um, I, I would... I, I mean, well, I would for sure sample an Amy Winehouse track, for sure. Um, I would, I would want to work with like Daniel Caesar. He's he's like this new R and B singer, very very talented. Mm. Um, I love I love all of his music. So for sure, Daniel Caesar. Um, I don't know. There's so <laughs> I would want to work with The Weeknd. Nice for sure. Nice. Um, Your voices I, would go well together. I know you guys uh, do two and a half to three hour shows. Uh, is that due to? I have to ask since you guys are a blues rock band. Is that due to like extended jam sessions during songs? <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Well, on the, on the, I mean, we have so much music though. Uh, it, it's crazy. Like we, I mean, we can play. We can play a two and a half hour show. We don't have to. There's. I mean, there's some that we like to jam on. Uh, especially like the blues one, you know, anything on a blues jam just sits right with my soul. So Jesse, where can people support you guys? Where can they find Queens County Roots on social media? And where can they show their support for you guys? Well, let me tell you. So on Instagram, well, on a few places, really. I mean, we have our website. I want to get this right. It's, it's queenscountyroots.com. Um, and then we have our Instagram page, which is just Queens County Roots. Um, no spaces, no underscores, just Queens County Roots. Um, I also, I also download a lot of, um, our content to my Instagram page, which is Jesse underscore Maxwell underscore Perez. Um, and so people can find all the music there and then, on Reverb Nation, uh, we actually have quite a little bit of content, and uh, on Spotify too. Um, once we release this album, it's all going to be on Spotify, so that will definitely be. And I like Spotify, uh, I think Apple Music, most of the, the music streaming sites. It'll be on for sure. 
for those who are listening that live in New York, where can they come and watch you perform? So our next show is at Arlene's Grocery, which is in Manhattan. It's in Lower East Side um, on Stanton. That is, yeah, so August 25th at 9 p.m. That's that. And then we also have, like, a few more shows coming up September 12th in Barcord, which is Brooklyn, uh, at 9 p.m. I believe we have another single-cut show in September, but I'm not totally sure, so I will keep you all up to date with that. But if you're listening, for sure stop by our Arlene's Grocery Store because that's going to be a great show. Before we let you go, we are Music Matters Media, so we need to know, why does music matter to you? Oh, music matters to me. I can say that for sure. Uh, music matters to me because it's who I am, and it's, it's what I was supposed to do with life. And, uh, and I think it's important. I think it's important for people to be able to express themselves in all different forms of art. Um, you know, whether it's music, whether it's painting, whether it's dance, whether it's stand-up comedy, like, I, I believe that these things are important for self-expression. And it, it really, we can get out who we are or an idea of who we are through our music or our art. Jesse, I love that answer. Thank you so much for coming on today. We are really looking forward to your new album. Can't wait until September rolls around and we get to listen to it. Thank you guys so much for having me on. This was so much fun. All right, Jesse, keep in touch. And we'll talk to you soon. Okay, have a good one. You too. All right, guys. Well, that was Jesse Perez from the band Queens County Roots. If you would like to check them out, all you have to do is go to www.queenscountyroots.com. That is www.queenscountyroots.com. And you can find them on social media by typing in Queens County Roots. They're on Instagram. They're on Facebook. Go find them. And they have a couple of upcoming shows where if you live in the New York area, perfect for you. August 25th at Arlene's Grocery in New York City at 95 Stanton Street. Then they have another performance September 12th at Bar Chord, and that's going to be in Brooklyn. And two days later, on September 14th, they have a performance in Astoria, Queens, and that is going to be at the Single Cut Beersmiths. So please go check them out if you are in the New York area. They have their first full-length studio album coming out in September. Can't wait to listen to that. Jesse Perez on vocals is so extremely talented, and I can't wait to see what's in store for the band Queens County Roots. And on that note, you guys, we want to know what you thought of today's episode. What did you think about our interview with Jesse? For me personally, I am so inspired by his story. I think his story is extremely inspiring. And I am so thankful that he decided to turn his life around for the better because look how much he was able to achieve since then. And also just because the world needs Jesse. He is so extremely kind and talented and humble. I love that he's so humble and the world needs Jesse Perez. 
Yes, it does. So, you guys, you can reach out to us on social media. We are on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook at Music Matters Media. And today, I am so excited to announce that we exclusively have a first listen of one of the band's new songs called Evil Love. And if you like what you hear, please stay tuned. It's off of their new album coming out in September. Please make sure you go support these guys. Here is Evil Love by the Queens County Roots. This love is driving me mad. My love for the girl is all that I have. My one possession in this world is my. to be a 